1: Oh, we are not friends this weekend, but we'll be friends tonight. Nope. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Red vs. Blue Friday Night Football, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. Scott Atkins, Team Legacy in the world of high stakes fantasy football. Big weekend here, week 13, and as always, joined by the Big Blue co host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mikey, it's week 13 in the Fantasy Football World Championships, it's week 13 in Rotable, it's week 13 everywhere. Lots on the line this week, my man,
0: yeah, you know what Scott This is why you guys have week thirteen. it makes sense it's 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 a no brainer and uh you know there, there there is a lot on the line right now uh there's gonna be a lot of uh important uh you know decisions to make uh who do you start who do i set uh, but i mean this is this is huge for a lot of teams.
1: Most of the decisions have been made uh, with regards to your lineup. But if you do have a few questions, we're going to try to help you out with those tonight. We also have the, the daily games that everybody's playing this weekend as well, the big payoffs. And look, uh, if you didn't get a chance to play the uh, the games on Thursday, the Thanksgiving Day Gobblers, uh, all the action at DraftKings and FanDuel, that was a lot of fun to enjoy as well as you kick off your Fantasy Football World Championship week 13 and we're going to break it all down we want to shout out to our hosts for this evening scoutfantasy.com if you use the code red blue three you get two months for the price of two three months for the price of one so that's three in total red blue three go to scout.com uh, you can go to scoutfantasy.com and click the seven day free trial and you'll be good to go uh, with that promo code of red blue three uh, i want to do give a shout out to those in the chat room The crew, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, they're getting loaded up now. Sorry about that. I had some issues with the flash chat, so we're going back to the old days of the uh, the old chat. So hopefully (laughs) that will help you get logged on tonight. There is no support at Blog Talk Radio, interestingly, this weekend. And look, they take some time off, enjoy it with their families for Thanksgiving, and I guess Black Friday, Mikey. It's a holiday now because there's, I, I, you know, you, you you heard all this news about you know employers and stores working on Black Friday but a company like right. Log Talk Radio they're letting their employees off on Black Friday.
0: Well, you know, whatever they want to do, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. The bottom line is uh, you know, there's a lot of people that have to work, uh, but one thing, uh, one thing about it, our military they they're they they're don't working every know. day. Yeah. They're working every day, absolutely
1: good call Mikey. Yeah, no, Thanksgiving, I'm I'm definitely cool with employers giving the Thanksgiving off. If they want to pay them a little extra, you know, the time and a half, maybe even double time to make it good and keep the, rag, the, the you know, the morale high. You have every right to work somewhere else. That's kind of the way we live here in the in the Midwest. Uh but you uh look, you do want to you hopefully you have your employers treating you well and giving you some time off to spend with family and friends and some football. We had some great football yesterday, Mikey. The Lions, uh, they looked pretty darn good yesterday. I was was encouraged to see how well Stafford looked after a lot of people were down on him going into the week. FF Toolbox had him ranked very high and took a little bit of heat for that this week, but he looked really good, Mike. As a matter of fact, when the computer spit out the projections, let me tell you something. When the computer spit out the projections this week, it said Matt Stafford would have – 356 yards. And I said, "No, no, no. There's got to be something wrong with the computer." You know, that's not it, it, Stafford hasn't looked good enough to have a 350-yard day. And look what he does. He goes out there and has a hell of a day and it it you know, it's just interesting how sometimes the computer sees through all the nonsense and is non uh, non-biased about the whole thing and puts out right. he, he goes out and he throws for 390 passing yards. It doesn't surprise the computer, but it surprised a lot of fantasy players.
0: Yeah, I did. You know uh, the way the game started out. Uh, Chicago uh, was kind of just punching them in the gut real quick, and uh, you know I okay. had Martellus Bennett. I had Martellus Bennett, uh, for instance. I mean he was he was looking good, and uh, Chicago was looking good. I took Chicago plus seven, and then the second quarter, that's when uh, Stafford, uh, man, he woke up, and it was it was quite a game. I, you know they just showed what they could be, and. You know, it really tells me that uh, Detroit is a heck of a team, but the Bears, man, they got issues. I mean, they really got issues. They they got to work through this.
1: Stafford three hundred ninety yards. Calvin eleven catches, one hundred forty six yards, and two touchdowns. Golden Tate looked strong, uh, as well as he has been. The running game. Joyce Bell looked good. Reggie Bush was out, and that was kind of a sign to me because he was out last week and. And I had heard through the grapevine, you know, we do have some Seattle connections there. We have some connections to Nate Burleson. And apparently the word was that Reggie had talked to Nate and and he had told him that he had sat out last week in preparation for this game on Thursday. He wanted to play the Thanksgiving game. The fact that Reggie didn't play that game was kind of telling to those close to the organization. His time is done. His time is yeah. done in Detroit. They're pretty much ready to move on. It's going to be Joyce Bell. It's going to be Theo Riddick. They'll probably bring in another back in the offseason just to compliment those guys. But it sounds like Reggie Bush has his one foot out the door. Uh, nothing going on other than that with Ebron, and, and you know, that still is not blossomed yet, but Dynasty, he's still a hold. On the Chicago side, Cutler, Marshall, Jeffrey, Martellus Bennett, Forte, you have to start that five every single week regardless of the outcome. Yeah. There's nothing really else to talk about from a fantasy perspective. We could talk and prognosticate well, about the Bears all we want, but that's not this show. You always start those well, five. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah,
0: yeah m- moving forward, Scott, uh, I, w- I would like to talk about the tight ends from uh, Detroit because it's kind of disturbing. Uh, it, like I, I'm, I'm a big Eric e- Ebron fan, and they're not giving them all – I mean, nothing's happening there. So, I'm wondering uh, if their uh, offensive scheme, they may not pay any attention to the tight end whatsoever. So, uh, moving forward in any dynasty leagues or anything, you know, if you have Ebron or what have you, uh, they don't pay attention to the tight end.
1: Yeah, I'm not but, I, but I'm but I'm still I still want to see this kid. You know, rookies rookie years are always tough on on on, on lots of rookies. Now not, not not this wide receiver class uh but look, this is a this is a legendary yeah. class. Uh the, the next game was very surprising for me. I'd not it shouldn't be because Philadelphia defense has been so sound this year. Sanchez has looked good. McCoy was starting to get into form. And this Sanchez-Matthews uh, hookup has been happening a little bit. Macklin's looked good all year. It just seemed like Dallas would have brought more to the table, and the defense yeah. Philly really dominated that game, Mike. It took – I'll never start Tony Romo again. I I, I, I I took the bait this past week on Thursday. I put him in my lineup in the NFFC, and I had other options. And I just thought, you know what, it was a, it was a good matchup, and, and look, he just totally let us down. Was it the offensive line? Was it Romo? Was it everything? I mean, it was they totally outcoached. It,
0: it was everything. They weren't ready. Uh, it's, it's pitiful to say because I took uh, I took Romo over Eli Manning uh, in one league, and I really needed these points. And I thought, man, this is a perfect opportunity. But the thing is, Scott, they're terrible at home. <laughs> I mean, they are really bad at home. And uh, they can't wait to get on the road, and I can't wait for them to get on the road uh, because being a Cowboys fan, I mean that's what I want. But you can see the frustration. Of course, the cameras love to pan on it, but you can see the frustration when Jason Witten is speaking his mind right. on the bench. Yep. You know, so there, there's something wrong, and was there was, yeah, there was definitely something wrong. So, uh, but kudos to Philly because I tell you what, Lashawn McCoy. For all you McCoy owners, you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for him. Well, he showed up last night. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, you know, and he's still not getting the receptions that we would like. Darren Sproles is still vulturing those. 25 carries, 159 yards and a touch. Sproles got the three catches for 19. I like Chris Polk, too. I thought he looked strong at the end of the game, kind of closing that out. But Dallas had definitely given up at that point. DeMarco Murray, 20 for 73 and a touch. Des Bryant four for seventy three. That's just not a typical des type of game. Romo eighteen for twenty nine and one ninety nine and two. That's not not. That's just not going to get it done. So no, no, that's
0: that's not going to get it done. And sorry, thing, you didn't get thing, your W there. I I know, but one thing I'd I like to say is uh, Jeremy Macklin, I mean, this yeah. kid. Uh, I mean, he's been steady throughout the year. I mean, he yeah. continues to do what he uh, what he's projected to do i mean he, he really wasn't projected to do much at all this year
1: right well because he was an injury risk eight for away for Macklin right. again. another big play there in the middle of that game that was just awesome to see and uh yeah he's that guy that, you know i wanted there were three of us on our team that had voted jeremy macklin the comeback player of the year uh but there were more votes for roddy white heading into the season and Roddy white huh. won by a slim margin for our comeback player of the year voting. So it was uh it, it could have just as easily. We were right on our bust of the year, but we picked Roddy over Macklin as our comeback, but Hey, good for Macklin. He looks good. Dynasty owners rejoice. He does have value. Uh And it looks like he could have long-term value in that Chep Kelly offense. Jordan Matthews yeah. certainly does. He's, he's doing well. And it looks like any quarterback can succeed there. Uh, not a knock on Mark Sanchez, but it, it really does look like uh, Chip Kelly just makes quarterbacks into winners. The last game of the evening, you got your belly full on Thanksgiving. You, you've you already had your leftovers probably a couple times by then. You're, you're having a few uh, beers to settle in. Seattle, San Fran. Seattle dominated once again. And this is Richard Sherman. Yeah. He owns the Niners. Russell Wilson owns Kaepernick. The coaching staff. It's just a complete domination for Seattle right now uh, when you can go into San Fran and win that game on a Thanksgiving night and not really be challenged at all. There's not a single player on San Fran that I would feel comfortable starting this year. Uh, maybe Anquan Bolden a little bit, but not certainly not Michael Crabtree. Definitely not Frank Gore. Hasn't been Vernon Davis all season, two catches, 13. And uh, it's just Colin Kaepernick. There's no way you can trust him this year with that with that kind of a cast.
0: Yeah, I agree, Scott. It, it's it's a tough situation there in San Fran and obviously uh Harbaugh is I mean he he's on his way out. Let's face it. Uh we, we know that. Uh but Kaepernick uh people of uh teams have figured out Kaepernick and uh they're they're getting to him and uh it's I don't know, man. This team has just gone south quick and uh I don't see it coming back. Uh, unlike Seattle. I mean, Seattle. I mean, they went south this year. Uh, you know, midway through the year. But right now, I see some. I, I see something that I like out of Seattle. A little bit but, of spark. Uh, yeah. A little bit of spark. Yeah, yeah, but not, but not from San Fran.
1: You think they'll catch Arizona? Right now, they're they are in the chat room, Mikey. They're already talking about. Where will Harbaugh be coaching next next year? Kickin' Bass brings that up in the chat room. Where will Harbaugh be coaching? That'll be interesting to watch.
0: Maybe the New York
1: Jets, you know, because they will have a uh, a new coach uh, under center for that squad. Uh, I, Mikey, I,
0: I, I, well, I'd you the perfect spot for him would be Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm just uh, throwing it out there. Yeah, right, we'll see if More that, that ever happens. Uh, but, I mean –
1: That hasn't happened. It will be interesting to see if Seattle can catch Arizona in that division with Arizona's injuries kind of piling up around them. Now let's see if let's see if Arizona can hang tight and just hang on for the ride, uh, because Seattle is going to come charging, guaranteed. I want to give a shout out to the leaders in the Fantasy Football World Championship. Those of you that are in the FFWC, you enjoy a 13-week regular season. There is no head-to-head matchups in weeks 11 and 12. Or, or 12 and 13, excuse me, uh, during bye weeks and pivotal bye weeks. That kind of stuff can really just uh, be devastating. We don't – I mean, look, I posted – I've gotten about 17 of the main events done on the forums, on our message boards. I did a write-up for each of the leagues just to see who's in the lead, who's who's doing what, who are they playing against. There's some fantastic matchups. Orman Ormond Rose co-tracks are taking on Chad Schroeder in week 13 for the Dominator Award. I mean, look, when you look at your schedule and you see that you're playing Chad Schroeder in week 13 – you, you think to yourself, you know what, man, what if that could be for all the marbles? And it is, for Cotrax Ormond Rose, everybody knows Ormond uh, from the message boards, all caps. And uh, he's playing for the Dominator Prize, him versus Chad Schroeder in their main event league. And that's, it means so much to be a Dominator. You win that ten grand. that's what it was designed for. It's designed to give you that ROI that rewards you for a fantastic season. I just can't imagine. I've seen a couple of leagues, Mike where teams are blowing away the competition. Here's online league two team cat like reflexes. Paul Dietzman is 11 and one 1882 points. He's a full 110 points higher than the second team and has a three game lead. Now, Mike, here is why the dominator is so important. And here's why the 13 weeks at regular season is important. Two reasons. He's up in a three game lead and 110 points. To have him play off a game and have a chance of losing this league after the year that he's had in a one week shootout, especially like, let's say, week 12, where you, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown got bye. you there and you, you, you drafted them both and they're on bye in week 12, after that kind of year, you lose those guys. It's just, it's too devastating to even watch and think about. You work so hard all year long. You, And then to have it ruined in a week, in a one week shootout, we just don't think the one week shootouts are fair to guys like cat, like reflexes, Paul Dietzman, uh, who's, who's done such a great job. Those 13 week matchups are, uh, crucial. The 13 week regular season. It's just, uh, it's a big part of why we do what we do here at the FFWC.
0: You, you have to have it. You have to have it. Uh, Furthermore, uh, you know, it just gets everybody relaxed and uh, settled in after the bye weeks are done. The bye weeks are done. Now let's let's go ahead and play the ball, and uh, you know, with your teams uh, and your players, and you have to have that. I mean, I, I, to me, it's a no-brainer. But uh, you know, there's some leagues that don't do it that way. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm in a couple of dynasty leagues. I today or this week is the first. Uh, First week of the uh playoffs. I'm I'm going, playoffs. I, I almost went Jim Mora on them. I'm going, Are you serious? But uh no, you, you have to go thirteen weeks for the regular season. Uh
1: Henry's talking about uh so much money going to the one team, and I say to this, you dominated your league. You you deserved it. Ten grand, it's in your pocket. Uh the average second place payout is a thirty seven fifty. Uh, in the FFWC, winning one of the points, uh, either the points or the head-to-head crown, and then the second place points or second place record uh, as a runner-up—that's the average price. But if you do get dominated in your league, and somebody has the best record and the most points, they're clearly the best. We feel that deserves an extra ROI for your for your efforts, and uh, you get to dominate it for the 10K. But I do want to congratulate Tommy Yates, Recovery Boys, number one yeah. overall. He's going for the perfect season, Mike. He's 12 and 0 has a chance to go to 13-0, and 0, and he's the number one in points overall for the FFWC. Uh, that is a special, special accomplishment. Tommy's team is just scary. I've talked to lots of high-stakes players this week. When I bring up Tommy's team, they say, don't remind me. They don't want to look at his team. He had well, Jeremy Macklin off. go for 19 points last uh, on Thursday. But the rest of his team, if I read it to you, it'll just make you be like, wow, how did he do it? Aaron Rodgers, Rashad Jennings. Le'Veon Bell, Jeremy Macklin, Demarius Thomas, Kelvin Benjamin, Josh Gordon, Kobe Fleener, Eddie Lacy, unbelievable. Four set on the bench, Martavis Bryant on the bench. I mean, that is an incredible team. Good luck to Tommy. Whether you love it or hate it, if you're rooting for him or against him, it's—it's. It's, I have the link up on the forums. You can follow along at home to see if he can do it, if he can pull off the perfect season in the FFWC.
0: Yeah, real quick, Scott, Uh, he really took a chance on uh, Le'Veon Bell and uh, Demarius Thomas, and I'm not saying taking a chance. I'm just saying that he basically said, these are going to be my guys. I got a a stud running back and a stud wide receiver, and I'm going to stay with them. And uh, if you look back, uh, they've uh, probably got him a bunch of wins.
1: I want to say uh, give a shout-out on the Roto Bowl. Frank Masco, aces full, is leading the Roto Bowl, 11-1 record, and has uh, the number one point uh, by 37 points, Frank Masco. He's an Andrew Luck team. We're seeing a lot of Andrew Luck teams, a lot of Jeremy Macklin on these leaderboards, on the top leaderboards. And, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of Mark Ingram, too. We'll talk about Mark Ingram tonight, too, but uh, yeah. didn't have a great week, had two opportunities there we'll talk about. But we have a lot of common players at the top of the leaderboard. Frank Matsko going for the Roto Bowl, the online championship here at Scout. Aces Full is going for that championship. The Roto Bowl has four teams that go to the playoffs, and you play it out in a three-week shootout. Uh, Henry, you yeah. were talking about that. The Roto Bowl. if you like that format, that is the Roto Bowl for you, uh, a three-week shootout for the top Four teams, and finally the Dynasty Football World Championship. Our good friend Norm Cruz, aka Cavalier King Charles, has the number one team overall in the Dynasty Football World really? Championship. Eleven nice. and one, and Mike, he also has a team at number six overall. Uh, so he is uh, he, wow. his teams are rolling now in the Dynasty Football World Championship. But it's a fun format. Three years, you're trying to become the Dynasty King. So we we crown a Dynasty World Champion every year. But every year starting in year three and then every year thereafter, we will crown a dynasty king, which looks at the last three years of cumulative points. How does he, and that uh, lets you know who builds the long-term strategy the best.
0: Right. And how does, how does he look uh, moving forward? I mean, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but let's look forward. Uh, how does this team look yeah. age, it's, age-wise? It's,
1: it's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And, and the and look, the one thing wow. you'll know about the Dynasty World Championship is you have uh, the ability to trade. And Cav has done a – Norm does a great job in trading and finding value and, and trading picks. His team uh, is, a, is a team loaded full of all-stars. You're talking about Alshon, Jeffrey, Des Bryant, Antonio Brown, Jimmy Graham, Calvin, young. Josh Gordon. I mean, young, the list goes young, on, and on Young, young,
0: Yep, yeah. that's he knows, good. He knows young, how to acquire Young and younger.
1: Yep, yeah. so we'll that's see great. how
0: that uh, shakes
1: out. But Norm is looking very strong, as is Frank and Tommy. Good luck to those guys playing the rest of the year in the FFWC. Let's move on to the games, Mike. Uh, we start off All on right. Sunday afternoon, Carolina and Minnesota. You know, it was interesting to see the Minnesota game last week against the Packers. The coaching staff had kind of decided, let's keep this game close. Let's have the game in Teddy's hands in the last drive. And they almost pulled that off. I think it was a 17-13 game. And then Rodgers never gave the ball back after Teddy got that score. Uh, they never gave the ball back to Teddy to give him a chance because twice previously this year, Teddy has pulled off that comeback on that fourth-quarter drive and made it happen. And they just wanted to keep him close. That was a testament, and that was kind of the theme going in for the coaching staff, from what I hear. They wanted to give the get the ball in the hands of Teddy and let him do his thing. They're going to be hurting this week. Jarrett McKinnon is already declaring himself out. So now you're looking at a backfield of, Matt Asiata and Joe Banyard, uh, Mikey, what do you think about this uh, Carolina Minnesota game? Anything to see here?
0: No, nothing at all. From a fantasy point, uh, I see nothing at all. Uh, the over/under is forty-two and a half. It's one of the lowest over/unders uh, that we see on the board. Um, Minnesota is, uh, let's see, two and a half point favorite, but the over/under is forty-two and a half. I-, I don't like this game. From a fantasy standpoint, none whatsoever.
1: Yeah, it's going to be one of those games. Look, uh, I, I wouldn't mind uh, using uh, a little bit of Cam Newton. I mean, I mean look, he he is uh, at an affordable price right now on DraftKings. If you're looking at, at that, it's 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 seven dimes, seventy one hundred bucks. There are a couple of other guys that maybe flirt around with that, but look, you are we're, we're always paying fifty nine hundred for Matt Ryan, hoping it happens, and it just seems like it never does. So I'm I'm kind of tired of waiting on the Matt Ryan explosion. He just can't seem to get it done. So I I wouldn't be afraid. Greg Olson is a nice play in this game. Kelvin Benjamin is obviously somebody you have to start. On the Minnesota side of the ball, Mike, what do you think about Kyle Rudolph this week in a pinch? If your tight end is hurt, if your tight end is questionable and he doesn't play, the 1 o'clock game, Kyle Rudolph, he comes back his first week. Three catches for fifty yards. It doesn't look like you that, that Teddy can count on Corral to really run the routes he's supposed to run. So he's been throwing it to a no-name Charles Johnson to get the, the job done. So Kyle makes for a nice big target for Teddy in the middle.
0: Yeah, he does, and uh, you know that would be a that would be a perfect spot for uh, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, I don't know what what the heck's happened with Corral because uh, that guy could have been a stud. I mean, we we were talking about him uh, even before the year started. Uh, about Patterson and how good he could be, but it never happened. But, uh, you know, I, I, Rudolph could be a play, but I just – Carolina has a sneaky good defense, and I just I just don't like this game no whatsoever.
1: Yeah, on DraftKings, Asiata, 3,300 for a value play. Joe Banyard, three times. And it is very likely that somebody uh, gets in the end zone against Carolina – Carolina 27th against quarterbacks, 25th against RB1s.
0: Oh, wow. And then
1: here's an interesting stat, 13th against wide receiver 1s. They cover the wide receiver 1 pretty well, but 29th in the league against wide receiver 2s, 32nd in the league dead last against wide receiver 3s. This could be another Charles Johnson or Jarius Wright type day if you're looking for some value well, there on DraftKings.
0: Well, based on those stats, why why isn't the over-and-under – more than forty-two and
1: a half. Yeah, I think I think the offenses are just uh, they're 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 kind of a applauding style. They're not explosive either one. So I don't I don't expect anything. I mean, if you look at the Minnesota side of the ball, they are pretty respectable this year so far against quarterbacks. Ninth in the league against QBs. Twenty-first though against RBs. So I mean, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna run the ball with Mike Tolbert and D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart? I mean, ugh, you know, we haven't we seen this before. Uh, 22nd in the league against wide receiver ones, 23 in the league against wide receiver twos. I could see Benjamin uh, doing his thing. Minnesota's very respectable against the tight ends, number three overall, but it still wouldn't scare me away from starting a tight end as talented as Greg Olson. Mike, the second game on tap, Cincinnati against Tampa Bay. What do you think about your Bengals?
0: I like Dalton and Green big time in this game. Uh, Cincinnati, they're another – they're kind of like Dallas. Uh, they they don't do well at home, but they do well on the road. Uh, I love them in this game. Uh, I love the fact that, uh, you know, they, they they just continue to move forward. They know what's in front of them because uh, that division with Baltimore, uh, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland, I mean, it's tight. It's a tight yeah. division. But I it really like Cincy in, in this game, and I really like uh, Dalton and uh, Green.
1: Since he needs to start turning things around because they are quickly losing my confidence in that division uh, behind Pittsburgh and Cleveland, who's looking really good. Cincinnati, huh, what do you say? Well, you know, look, they did well against Ryan Mallett. I mean, Ryan Mallett just didn't know. Do you, did you watch that game? I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but Ryan Mallett throws yeah. the ball so damn hard, dude. Everything he throws is like 150 miles an hour. Now, of course, he's not going to be playing. Uh, he's out for the year, and they're back to Fitzpatrick, but... Every ball was just thrown so hard. And Cincinnati played tough. Cincinnati played tough and, and did a good job. Jeremy Hill looked good, 18 carries, 87 yards. And you know who else? Coming back uh, from injury, Giovanni Bernardo looked uh, good as, a, as his moves. He, he didn't get a lot done, but he had a couple of moves right. there, especially on that one run. There was one run, pretty much that was all he had. The rest of the day, yeah, it was the it. Jeremy Hill show. It was the Jeremy Hill show. So going forward, who scores more fantasy points for the rest of this year for your fantasy team, Hill or Gio? Gio. Still Gio. Okay. Gio. I don't know. Look, when you're losing goal yeah. line opportunities and you're, you're, you know, you're just not being able to get it up, you know, he just couldn't – he had to go to the outside to get anything done. We knew that. He's not really getting up the middle all season long. He's he's just uh, – his yards per carry hasn't been there. He's, he's been struggling to get to that four yards per carry mark. Last three games he hasn't been able to get to, like, three. So, well, He's just not looking like himself, whereas Jeremy Hill looks like the just the better back right now to me.
0: I'll be, I, you know, Scott. I'll be shocked if uh, Dalton and uh, AJ Green don't hook up for too quick before uh, first half. I, I, I mean, agree with you so, on that one, Mikey.
1: I, I yeah,
0: actually agree yeah. with you.
1: Uh, Cincinnati. Let's look at the Cincinnati side of the ball, since, since we are looking uh, third in the league. Uh, against wide receiver ones, so that doesn't bode well for Vincent Jackson. Ninth in the league versus wide receiver twos. Again, tough matchups for Vincent Jackson and Evans. I don't expect much from Tampa Bay at all. Tampa, 27th in the league versus wide receiver ones. They can't hold A.J. Green down. They're going to have to double him, and it's still not going to work. I like what Muhammad Sanu is bringing to the table. Uh, He is a startable option as well. And on DraftKings, he is 5,200. A little pricey for me, but I, I guess I could live with it. Vjax fifty three hundred, you know, that's again an attractive price when you're paying seventy three hundred for Evans. It just seems like it's vjax's turn because Evans has looked so damn good. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, AJ Green should should dominate quickly. Yeah. All right, move on. Cleveland versus Buffalo. Then the third game on tap for Sunday afternoon. It's a it's a seven game slate, isn't it? Seven, eight. Oh, nine-game slate. Sorry, nine-game slate at 1 o'clock. Wow. Cleveland at Buffalo. What do you think of this game, Mikey? Crowell and Gordon look fantastic.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, Crowell, uh, he's kind of been the guy. And, uh, uh, you know, I was sitting on 18 points for uh, Sammy Watkins last week uh, for Buffalo, and it didn't happen because they went to uh, Robert Woods. Uh, So, is Robert Woods? Is it Woods? Is it Sammy Watkins, uh, I think they're going to go back to Sammy Watkins a little bit. Uh, you know, I, th- this is another uh, low over and under, but uh, I, I believe in I believe in Kyle Orton and that team and uh, what they're going to do. So, uh, I would, uh, you know, if, if I'm a Sammy Watkins owner, I would start him big time, and I would uh, kind of fade. I'd I fade Robert Woods.
1: Josh Gordon proved me right, my man. Uh, Remember, I set the over-under on the show last Friday night. I said over-under seven, and I would give you the tiebreaker on the under. And you guys both took the under, I think. You and and Tommy both faded. Tommy faded him, and you took the under as well. Gordon, eight for 120, didn't get in the end zone, uh, but he looked good doing it. Now, look, a lot of people can analyze that Watkins versus Woods thing. Look at the matchup, the Jets, and pull up the tool on FF Toolbox and look at the matchups. The Jets were 17th in the league against wide receiver ones, 28th in the league against wide receiver twos. If you use our tools, it shouldn't surprise you that Robert Woods was going to get some action. It's an easier move for Orton to make, and Orton's going to take advantage uh, of what, he, what, what the defense gives him. Crowell looks fantastic. Well, I absolutely love watching this kid run. I liked him in college, and, and, and I was curious how this would shake out with he and Terrence West. But 12 carries for 88 yards and two. That was impressive. And Terrence West, in his own right, 14 for 62 and getting a reception, not a a bad day for Terrence West either.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you, Scott, both these teams have a lot to play for. Uh, Cleveland, I think, has a little bit more to play for. I I, I really believe that because uh, of the division uh, with uh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh. I mean, it's – you know, this is a very interesting game. And, you know, when I'm sitting there, I'm looking at it at Buffalo, three-point favorite, over and under is 42. I'm trying to write my brain on who is a very start, startable uh, position player. And, uh, you know, I still go back to uh, Sammy Watkins. I really think Sammy Watkins is a guy in this game.
1: It may be a low-scoring game, but I don't see it low low producing for fantasy because there's a lot of talent here a lot of questions we got into our inbox last week about andrew hawkins how would it affect how would josh gordon's return affect andrew hawkins not much he's actually has a little bit more freedom out there on the field it looked like five for 93 for hawkins that's a normal game for him and i will take that all day long uh, from a wide receiver like that. So, Andrew Hawkins looks good. Josh Gordon, you obviously start, and you're starting Crowell. That's about it on the side of Cleveland, although Jordan Cameron does make his return this week. Uh, ah. Supposedly, Jordan Cameron makes his return. Uh, let's yeah, see if that happens that. And, 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 and if it's opened up because Gordon is out there. On the Buffalo side of the ball, I think you're right. I think it goes back to Watkins, although he hasn't looked good in several weeks. So, don't put too much stock in him, and he's a little – 5800 bucks. He's got a lot of upside on DraftKings, uh, you know, but look, we haven't seen a, for the last 4 weeks, three catches, that's all we're getting. That's all we're getting. Yeah. So, he needs to get in the end zone. He's got to get in the end zone to be worth it. Uh I I I see some other options that I kind of like more. I I had a lot of exposure to Sammy Watkins last week. Cleveland 24th against the run, 21st against tight ends. Don't be surprised if Scott Chandler gets into the end zone and does it again. And then the backfield for Buffalo, Fred Jackson is healthy, has practiced all week. He will be the main beneficiary with Bryce Brown and Booby Dixon spelling a little bit. New Orleans and Pittsburgh, Mike. This is an interesting game, and I want your thoughts on this one. I was very intrigued to watch the Saints playing last week. Uh, I, for, for me, there wasn't a lot to, that surprised me out of this game. I, I will – the takeaway that I saw, even – look, I don't know how many questions we got. Colston or Stills? Colston or Stills? you know because they were very evenly priced on draftkings so people were flipping and flopping on which one they wanted to go with here's what i observed even though there wasn't much of a it didn't really matter at the end of the day they both respectively they scored about the same amount of fantasy points colston right. did it with a touchdown and it was actually a blown play he kind of lucked into that touchdown colston is garbage He's absolute garbage at this at this stage in his career. He doesn't have anything left. And I'm curious why New Orleans still has him out on the field so much. They just don't want – it's hard to let your veteran say goodbye. That's the only thing I can think of. He's out there on 92% of the snaps, but Breeze only looked his way four times because you really can't look to a guy that's not getting open, and Breeze knows that. Stills, only 70% of the snaps, but he had 10 targets. And then a guy, finally, they have to get somebody else into the rotation, Mike, here comes Nick Toon. 60% of the snaps, 44 snaps in total, three of five targets for 42 yards. The writing's on the wall for Colston to take a back seat to Kenny Stills. Stills will be the top wide receiver, complimenting Jimmy Graham as the top option in that offense.
0: Well, Scott, I completely disagree. Uh this game, uh, I I have three players that I just circled and uh, it's gonna be obvious players. Uh Le'Veon Bell, uh he should have a huge day for Pittsburgh. Uh also Heath Miller. I really expect Heath Miller to uh really? to have a nice day as well. Uh yes. Yeah. Because uh New Orleans, their soft soft defense, uh they're gonna give it up. Uh, for yeah. New Orleans, I expect uh, Jimmy Graham obviously and Marquez Colston to have a huge day. Marquez Colston, you uh, might say he's washed up. I yeah. the, the, the the bottom line is that uh, Drew Brees is going through a transformation right now. Offensive line stinks. He's having a hard time dealing with the fact that he's got to actually. Look around and run around. So that's part of the things that uh, it's, it's what happens. So uh, you know, I don't think that Coulson. I don't think that Coulson sucks. I think he's just dealing with the issue that, that Drew Brees can't get the ball to him.
1: Yeah, I, I, Ike Taylor. Ike Taylor's going to own him, and if and if and if somehow or another he's on the other side of the ball. William Gay from Louisville will take care of him. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind that Colson is going to disappoint fantasy owners that start him this week. Kenny Stills is looking good. Uh, Ingram, the guy I wanted to talk about. Ingram, look, he's been on a lot of championship yeah. squads in the top of our leaderboards, so I think it, it it bears taking a look at why he had such a stinky day. And uh, well, well, you know, first of all, the discussion starts and ends with Pierre Thomas. Pierre Thomas is healthy and he's out on the field. Uh, he did get five carries, but he got six receptions and you know look that's very powerful in that offense for that to get those dumpers it's it's just it's just money right and if you're mark ingram right. and you're not getting those dumpers that's what made you relevant getting that 3 4 he even had a game with 7 dumpers not too long ago so you got to get those dumpers and and look when you're mark ingram and you you, you get two opportunities in the game where you you're inside the goal line and you're at the goal line, and you're getting stuffed on both opportunities, not just both i I'm, I'm not 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 just two tries it was two like full sets of four downs and he and he got the ball on three of those first second and fourth down on one of those occasions, and he couldn't get it in the end zone it was just a yeah. it was just a crummy day for for if you were an ingram owner, you were disappointed how that game was shaken out so i uh i look the the pierre led all backs. Thirty-nine snaps, fifty-three percent of the snaps. But look at that, fifty-three percent of the snaps. Ingram only thirty-four percent. Cadet twelve. Pierre really hurt Ingram's value coming back, Mike. It's just, it's just obvious. Kyrie Robinson is out still, Kyrie Art Robinson. But Pierre Thomas right. is hurting Ingram's value right now.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I won't touch anything in the uh, in New Orleans backfield. But like I said, I, I would touch coasting. I mean. Well, <laughs>
1: All right, well, you're on re- you're on record, my man. I got you. Uh, Pittsburgh did not play last week, but the last time they did, look, uh, Antonio Brown is the show there. Uh, the, the Marcus Wheaton, Martavis Bryant kind of thing is, is just kind of a yep. wash. You're counting on a touchdown from Martavis to really get him going. Uh, you're not going to get much other production from that offense except for Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and like you brought up, maybe Heath Miller at home. I, I do like Heath Miller at home. That's, that seems to be a nice trend uh, historically. Uh, should be a fun game at Sunday at one o'clock. That's a game that I would like to watch a, a lot of. New Orleans at Pittsburgh, Giants at Jacksonville. This is a game I don't want to watch anything. I don't want to have anything to do with this game, Mike.
0: Uh, why? What do you think
1: about Odell Beckham? First of all, that catch—we haven't had a chance to talk about that. Unbelievable what catch! What, what catch? Just, another, just what catch? another day at
0: the office. What catch? Odell, who? What a freaking catch! Are you kidding me? One of the best catches I've ever seen. No, uh, I mean that was awesome. Uh, New York Giants at uh, Jacksonville. uh, Really, uh, I don't like much in this game.
1: Yeah, well, that's kind of how I'm feeling. Uh, Just to run run it down for you. On the Giants, you start Odell Beckham, you start Rashad Jennings. Larry Donnell, he's a low tight end one for me. He's only getting 75% of the snaps. I'd like to see a little bit more out of my starting tight end. Two catches, 24 yards. It seems like Beckham is getting the red zone stuff and the red zone looks from Donnell and Reuben Randall. Reuben Randall's not even startable. Three for 36, you can't really start him unless you're in a serious pinch. Because Jacksonville does give up to everything, uh, as does – As does the Giants. Uh, We'll talk about that here in a second. Jacksonville's a little more out than
0: that, actually. Is Cecil Shorts available this week?
1: Cecil Shorts is going to play. Cecil Shorts, but we told you, we told you last week not to play him. We were the lowest in the industry, right? One hundred and twenty websites on Cecil Shorts. He comes out of there with one
0: catch for four yards. I told you not to start him. I told you. I didn't. I didn't. But this week, this week you could possibly.
1: Yeah, you you can start him this week. You can start him this week. Uh, Yes. Giants are 29th versus the run, 31st uh-huh. versus quarterbacks, and 23rd versus wide receiver ones. They give I it up take,
0: all over the place. I would take Shorts this week. If You yeah. you know, if you're in a pinch, if you have to, uh, use the extra flex or what have you, uh, I would take Shorts. Uh,
1: shorts was shut out last week. Alan Hearns, a lot of people lost a lot of money on Allen Hearns. He is getting a lot of snaps, 91%. But Marquise Lee, the rookie, finally getting healthy. 65% of the snaps, he did more with his snaps than anybody. Five targets, most on the team for wide receivers. I really like my man shoelace, Denard Robinson, dude. Denard Robinson, 14 carries, 25 yards. He didn't do much against the Colts, but he gets those receptions for you. He gets those receptions, four catches, 47 yards. That really helps out.
0: Yeah, Scott, no doubt. He's a playmaker. Uh, you know, he showed it in Michigan, and he's showing it right now. Um, you know, I was able to pick him up in a couple of leagues, gosh, about six, seven weeks ago, and uh, I'm happy I did. And I'm going to keep him. <laughs> he's good.
1: Well, this is also five straight games that he's getting around at least that 15, at 15 to 20 touch mark, right? This guy's getting 15 to 20 touches every single week, right. and some of those are receptions. So, that's a guy you got to get in your lineups. And what what is he on DraftKings? Five dimes? He's five. No, he's six dimes. I'm yeah. sorry. Six times. Makes it a little tougher. Makes it a little tougher to do when it's six dimes. Um that's that's a little bit tougher because there are some values out there that are that are a little bit more uh, less expensive. Jeremy Hill, fifty three hundred, Giovanni Bernard, fifty two hundred, and of course, uh, you know, Trey Mason getting lots of carries at forty six hundred, Lamar Miller, forty five hundred. I don't think I could pay that price. I I want to. But I don't know if I can or not for Denard Robinson. He's not—he's not kind of the, the the touchdown guy, the multiple touchdown guy that I need. So
0: yeah, yeah. I don't I, I, I don't think I could pay that much either. But uh, bottom line, looking forward, uh, you know, if you're in dynasty leagues, you better get him.
1: Oakland at St. Louis, another one o'clock game. Oakland uh, starting off with them, they had the big win on the last Thursday against the Chiefs, and it was nice to see. I like this kid. There are there's something about him I like. Uh, I I I don't obviously look. We're not expecting big performances in his rookie year, but I think. I mean, and, and it's too bad he's on the Raiders, right?
0: Uh, but right, you know, he's
1: somebody that I think you can build around. You got to give him some weapons. Yeah. You got to do better than Andre Holmes and James Jones, though. I mean, this is you got to do better than that. That's not enough weapons out there. You know, Now, Latavius Murray stole the show. On four carries, he did more work at the running back position than MJD has done all year. Four carries. Yeah. And on that fourth carry, hey. he sustained a concussion. So we'll still wait and see what kind of an impact he has, but I would expect that Latavius Murray has a big impact. And at 3800 bucks, how can you not use Latavius Murray in your lineups this week?
0: Well, I'll tell you why. Because St. Louis is not a bad team. They're not a bad team at all, Scott. You you really need to sit back and look. I mean, the, they had a – I mean, rough they start. had Denver beat. Do what? They had a rough start. Well, uh, they had Denver beat, rough start, no matter. Uh, St. Louis is a very good team. Uh, I, You know, as far as fantasy players in this game, um, you know, I, I like – no, I don't like Latavius Murray. Um I don't like much in this game at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah another,
1: Henry Buto uh, is saying Murray is out with the concussion, so he did not clear yeah. the protocol. Thank you for correcting us on that. Uh, look, yeah, he, I didn't, he, I didn't he think was he still was the story of the show. Passed. He was still the story of the show, though. Um, he was he was the player that looked most uh, appealing in that offense going forward in dynasty as well. Yeah, I really botched yeah. that up too. There was there was a time early in the year, and here's my thing, and I and I know you guys at home can relate to this. It's all about patience in dynasty, right? You like guys, you want to keep them rostered, and especially in the FFPC when it's a short roster, then you can only keep so many of them. I was I was having a hard time keeping uh, Latavius Murray, who I you know had on my team. I wouldn't further, and it was week four, I think. I think it was week four, yeah, week four, week five. I cut him for Denard Robinson. And then I was waiting on the Denard Robinson show to take place, and I didn't have enough patience for Denard Robinson, and I, and I decided to back <laughs> up DeMarco Murray and pick up Joe Randall just for a buck. You know, I was like, you know what? I better play it safe instead of with this wild card, Denard Robinson. Haven't seen anything out of him yet this year. Well, it, I better just it, back up my running back, and I backed him up with Joe Randall. Now look at that. I went through two young, promising-looking running backs, both of them, for a backup running back to DeMarco Murray. What a –
0: Dummy. You know, that's funny, Scott, because uh, in the uh, come-get-some draft, I, I drafted Latavius Murphy. I, I oh, mean, nice. I liked him. I, I was like, I'm going to yeah, go get him. You can't, and, draw, uh, you can't drop people
1: on that one, so you, you couldn't buy that Right,
0: one. right. And so that, that's a draft, draft master uh, format, so I was like, okay, well, I got him. So, And then when he popped off what he did, I was like, okay, cool. But I, I really feel like this kid is going to be awesome moving forward. I think that's a future with him uh, and that quarterback. I, I mean, don't sleep on Oakland. In about two, three years, they remind me a little bit of Kansas City because I, I think they're going to uh, they're going to progress forward.
1: Uh, this makes this makes this news uh, makes McFadden a little bit more appealing just because he's going to get the touches. But you're kind, you know, it is against St. Louis. I could see that it definitely just being a non. Game. Uh, I, I do like seeing the St. Louis offense evolve a little bit with with Kenny Britt, uh, you know, making some big plays. But he's hit and miss as well. It's really Trey Mason is the only guy you can really count on. And at forty six hundred bucks, I wish he would catch the ball more uh, because yeah. he's just only getting that one catch here and there. But he's always getting the carries. He is clearly their lead back, but just not to get ex- not enough of anything to get excited about in this game. Maybe a Jared Cook sighting happens this week. I don't know. It's it's Oakland. I hope so. so maybe maybe there's a Jared I Cook too. sighting. I, I think Trey Mason will have a big day. At the end of the day, I think Trey Mason has a big day at home. There you go. That's that's my on the record play for uh, for that game. San Diego at Baltimore again, a one o'clock game. And Mike, go back to the archive. Go back to last week when I had Tommy G on here. I gave him one name, as a running back that was going to be on a lot of my teams. You might as well start calling yep. me Scotty G or something, dude. I gave you Justin <laughs> Forsett, and you guys both. Uh, you know, Tommy's like no, uh, well, yeah, you now. I'm glad he's yeah. yours, but he's not going to be on any of mine. You know. And look, he just went absolutely apeshit bananas on uh, on that uh, on, in that game last week uh, against New Orleans. Uh, what do you think about yeah. Justin
0: Forsett this week? I don't see anything uh, happening differently. The only thing that I do see is I see more passing. Uh, I think Baltimore will expose uh, San Diego's uh uh corners and safeties and uh so I think uh you know, I see Joe Flacco having a big game, Steve Smith having a big game, but I also see Phillip Rivers having a big game as well. Maybe Malcolm Floyd.
1: I, I can see the uh, I can see the um the Rivers game. Baltimore's twenty sixth in the league against quarterbacks. They're 31st in the league against the wide receiver one. So maybe you get Keenan Allen thing 26th against number twos Mal- Malcolm Floyd, Keenan Allen, either way you go, you swing it there. I think that uh, Baltimore has that obviously a hard time of stopping it. They have been very tough against the run this year, fourth against running back ones, ninth against RB twos, very tough against the run. So I would expect that, that Rivers decides to air it out a little bit in this game. And, and, um, you know, I don't know. This is San Diego cross-country for this game at Baltimore, 1 o'clock early game for San Diego. That's not fair, really, to San Diego because in their clocks, you know, they're West Coasters.
0: This is a 10 a.m. game yeah. for them, you know. This is a well, 10 a.m. game. A little, yeah, little early Exactly. But, but, but the one thing about it, though, Scott, is, I, you know, I really believe that uh, people are, uh, you know, they're not respecting Baltimore the way they should. Baltimore is a good team. They're a very good team.
1: San Diego has been dominant against the wide receiver ones. They're second overall,
0: 27th against wide
1: receiver twos. Again, it's been a Torrey Smith kind of late season rally here for him. People who who had not been buying into Torrey Smith for good reason. Now you kind of have to take a second look because he has been so good lately. If it's not a touchdown, it's usually a five or six catches. And so last week against New Orleans, five for 98. Steve Smith looked good as well. Had four for eighty nine and a touch. Who's it going to be this week? The number suggested to be Tory Smith on DraftKings. You're paying fifty five hundred for Tory Smith. You're paying five dimes for Steve Smith. So I don't know, Mike. Can you? Really, I guess you could say flip a coin. Flip a coin. Tomato, yeah. tomato here, Tory yeah. Smith, Steve Smith. One of them's going to do well, and maybe they'll both do about the same.
0: I'll, I'll my my money's on uh, Steve Smith right now. All
1: right, I'll take Tory. I'll take
0: Tory just to be different. <laughs> Uh, The running back
1: situation in San Diego has been evolving, and it's something you have to take a look at because if your team has Ryan Matthews, you're asking yourself, what do I do with him? 43% of the snaps. I want my running backs to be on the field more than 43% of the time. Donald Brown out there, 26% of the time. Brandon Oliver, 31% of the time. Last week, it was a little bit different. Uh, it was a little bit more evolved for Ryan Matthews, only up to 44%. That's not enough. I'm not getting him on the field enough. Will this be the week they finally let him go? Not against Baltimore. Against Baltimore, it's yeah. going to be asked. Philip Rivers is going to be asked to win this game. So that's I would I would temper yeah. your expectations for Ryan Matthews and look in another direction if you have uh, somebody else there, maybe a wide receiver to flex instead of Ryan Matthews. I usually like the running backs in the cold weather environments in the in the winter in December games. But I, I think nah. it's, I, I don't think he's ready. Do you?
0: No, I don't either. I, I totally agree with you, Scott. Uh, it's it's time to uh, it's going to be Phillip Rivers and throwing the ball.
1: All right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, the 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 eighth one o'clock game, Tennessee at Houston, and and Houston is obviously having issues with the Ryan Mallett situation. The story is Ryan Fitzpatrick is back, and he's he will get the start. Bill O'Brien confirmed that. And then it's Arian Foster. Uh, Bill O'Brien reiterated on Friday that he expects Arian Foster to play yep. against the Titans. But Mike, I, sheesh, he returned to practice this week. He was out there. He was limited. What do you what do you expect out of Arian Foster? I mean, it's just he participated on some level every day, but it just doesn't seem like they're really letting him go. And do you really want your your running back to to to, to be you know? testing it in the game action it's a little scary for me
0: right you know i know i know exactly what you're saying scott it's like okay we're playing the tennessee freaking titans do we need to really push arian right now because we can wait another week no i see arian uh, playing the uh, the entire first half if not most of the second half uh that's why the texans are a 7 point favorite but uh, I seen him playing the entire first half, and I don't think it's a smart move. But you know, that's you know, that's why I'm here and you're there. <laughs> you know, we're just the kind Titans of doing are, what we do. The, but
1: the, the Titans are 32nd in the league against RB ones. It doesn't get in the league of the NFL. It doesn't get any easier for running backs no. to dominate. No. So if Darian no. Foster or Alfred Blue is going to be out there, it doesn't matter who it is. The running back is going to shine against the, against the Titans this week. So. Look for Houston to rumble at home this week. The Titans just don't yes. have enough. They are also very susceptible to the wide receiver one. They don't have anybody that can cover Andre Johnson. That's going to be a big issue. Uh, Houston, on the other side of the ball, uh, they are pretty—they uh, are pretty bad against the wide receiver one as well. Who is your wide receiver one for Tennessee, though? Can you can you, exactly. can you sit here and tell me? Can you sit here and tell me it's Justin Hunter or is it Kendall Wright or I mean, who is it? And you're paying four dollars. Right. It's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. I usually, I tend to try to stay away from those situations. The one play that I would feel comfortable about on the Tennessee side of the ball, it's not Bishop Sankey, It's Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker comes back yeah, from an injury, and tough. all he does is is just dominate and roll. Five for one fifty-five. The guy just gets it. He's a football player. I love seeing good things happen. For, for kids like that. Let's move got, on to the next game. We're running short on time. Well, I got I got well, hold
0: on Scott. I got we a good question for this game. 5 games, 5 games left, 6 minutes, Mike. Go ahead. I right. good question for the uh Titans uh Texans game. Who scores a touchdown? JJ J. Watt or Tennessee? <laughs> it got, yeah, right, you got to go game. with
1: Watt on that one. Yeah, got to go Washington at Indianapolis. Washington finally makes the quarterback change. It's no longer RG3. Say hello to Colt McCoy. Mike, real quick, where does RG3 end up next year?
0: Uh, RG3 is going to still be with Washington. Uh, He just has – he's got grogings going through. So, uh, I think it still ends up with Washington as long as he understands what Gruden is trying to do right now.
1: Dwayne Allen has been ruled out of this game so it's a lot more Kobe Fleener show. You have to you have to let Kobe Fleener get in. Even though he let you down last week, that's okay. Go ahead and start him with confidence.
0: Yeah, Jacksonville I will. is I'm going to
1: Jacksonville is kind of sneaky like that. They do they do come in and stop uh stop players every once in a while. I think they just tried to stop Kobe Fleener and that didn't really work out well. It actually held up. Their defense looked fantastic against the Colts last week. They yep. rattled Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck fumbled four times in that game. He lost two of them, uh, but he was absolutely harassed. They are really missing Dwayne Allen on that offensive line of the ball. I guarantee you they will be happy to have him back. In the meantime, they need a running back and look, you know, I, I can tell you right now they're not going to be calling Ray Rice. Just forget right, to scratch the Colts sure. off your list. They will not bring in Ray Rice into this team. They have Trent Richardson. They have Dan Heron and Dan Heron is a startable option. Dan, I'm, calling, I'm going to Dan say Heron he's is a startable a, it, option. He is on my yeah, now
0: in that offense. I took him in a, a DraftKings league uh, today and a, and a FanDuel league today. I, I mean, I like the guy. I mean, he's a very startable option. Uh, of course, it seems like every running back in India at, at has failed, but, uh, you know, I, I'll give him a chance against uh, Washington.
1: Yeah, uh, on the Washington side of the ball, I don't know how you can have any confidence. In Pierre Garcon or Deshaun Jackson, which is why you probably should find one to start. Ooh. You should, you should, you should Whoa. probably find one to start. Just because, yes. look, it, it, it's it's uh, it's a very tough matchup that they have. Jordan Reed is back. That might be the play since Indianapolis is dead last in the league. Uh, he is questionable, but I think he's going to play. He's de- the, Indianapolis is dead last in the league against tight ends, so
0: that's all we'll say Let's about try. that. You
1: obviously have Good. to start all your Colts, Mike.
0: I would I would start, I would not hesitate to start uh, Garcon or Jackson either one I would not hesitate at one bit because Colt McCoy he's got a relationship with these guys and, I mean he knows how to throw it and uh, this could be uh, either Garcon or McCoy they could bust out I'm yeah, telling DeSean you Deshaun
1: Jackson did look good with uh, Colt McCoy the last time six for one thirty six Garcon four for forty seven. Uh, Arizona-Atlanta, lots of question marks in that game. Matt Ryan has not been able to do much without his star tight end, Tony Gonzalez, this year. It's Julio or bust on that game. Uh, Roddy has been getting his numbers, so you have to start Roddy as well. Julio Roddy uh, in that order. Arizona side of the ball, (laughs) I I don't know what's going on with Michael Floyd. We obviously don't know. Fitzgerald has not looked healthy enough to to get in the game at at this point. Uh, His injury... Uh, is holding him back from practicing and and getting in the game. So they've listed him questionable. He was a limited participant in practice. He's a game-time decision. I'm going to say he's out. I do like John Brown in this game. And and Ellington, it sounds like, is dinged up too. So Ellington is probable, but he's not going to get the carry. They're they're bringing in Michael Bush. Michael Bush. Michael Bush. They're having some issues here at the wrong time of the year. New England at Green Bay, start them all.
0: Oh yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty much start everybody that that has a Patriot or a Packer on their uh, on their helmet. Uh, you got either that one. Right. The next game, next game is Denver at KC. We're running out of time here. Uh, you start in all your Broncos? C.J. Anderson looks absolutely fantastic. Demarius, if you di- if you you know look three touchdowns. If you, ah, if you didn't see the DraftKings, you know why not? Why he's the one guy you should be paying nine dimes for. You know. Uh, Kansas yeah. City is a tough matchup, though. Sunday night, I'm going to enjoy that game, Mike.
0: That's a fun game to that's watch. That's going to be fun. That, that That's going to be a fun game. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead with uh, Miami and, and uh, New York. J-E-T-S.
1: Yeah, the Jets. Uh, Jason Morrow is out. You're going to get Jeff Cumberland in that game. Uh, you're gonna get you're gonna see a lot of uh Lamar Miller and I love Jarvis Landry in this game. Jarvis Landry will too. be a beast on Monday night, Mikey. Good luck. Who what's the score in the Louisville Kentucky game? Give me a prediction.
0: All right, uh Louisville, Kentucky, I I said it earlier today, uh, thirty eight to twenty one.
1: 35-17 Louisville. I think Kentucky does get in the end zone, once on defense and once on offense. Mikey, good luck this weekend. Everybody in the FFW.
0: You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.